0: You're listening to Best Friends Catching Up. The Mark and Joe Show. Dude, I gotta wear a hat. <laughs> dude, I still have this hat. This is, Remember, isn't this your is mom's that, hat from
1: Morocco? Dude, you still have that hat? You're such a ledge, man. I, I was looking through old pictures, and I was walking down the streets of Calgary. Mickey oh looking through all the pictures, Nikki printed out a bunch of pictures. Cause we're coming up, we're pulling up on five years pretty soon. Wow. So for Christmas, she...
0: no.
1: <laughs> yeah. <By the> I <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. One yeah, 20th of a century feels good. And, uh, she printed out all these pictures kind of of us and all the things we've done. And, and, uh, a few of them were from when we were started that West coast trip when we were in Calgary. And that was kind of when that hat was, I don't know, still kicking, right? It kind of died in shoe swap. Well,
0: yeah, but, it did die, but it just it migrated to Kyle McLeod's head. <laughs>
1: yeah. it also, like, it's absolutely wrecked, but, no, but it's kind of got like its it. own I charm. Like,
0: I feel like I need, like, a little piece of grass
1: to just sort of be, like,
0: riding a tractor with or something. Nice. Okay, this but, is the hot uh,
1: podcast. Yeah, but – where this is all going is I saw myself wearing that hat and I was walking down the street with this like armband tied around my bicep. We had just been to this party. I don't know what the fuck was going on because I was in my underwear walking down the streets of Calgary. Nice. And I just had my underwear pulled right up to my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a, and it was just so fucking funny. And I, and I immediately just bought another hat. <laughs>
0: Underwear up to the nuts, sporting a moose knuckle. I'm sure you kind of look like a mountie right now. Like I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah. Eh? Is it, yeah. Uh, I don't know that why. It's dumb but...
1: fucking nose cam. I want you to see the top of the hat. Let me let me show you this thing.
0: What the fuck? You know who? <laughs> ah, dude. <laughs> You've got it nah. woven. That's really nice, folks. For you, just who are listening? We've got like a Joe's wearing a nice a nice. Good well brimmed cowboy hat with a it's wider really brim a cowboy hat with I a wider brim good. than what Indy Jones would wear, but smaller brim than like a sunflower seed picker working in a field would wear
1: I would call this like a farmer's hat yeah it doesn't have any of the shape of a cowboy hat really. uh
0: uh-huh. and maybe let the listeners know what sort of hat. I'm wearing and then we can let the listeners know what they might even be listening to.
1: Well, Mark's wearing uh the the same hat, except it's been put absolutely through the ringer. It's been up in the mountains. it's, it's been up to the mountains, it's uh it's uh been Cle- on Cle- a
0: houseboating. <laughs> Cletus would wear this hat. I've I took this hat
1: some places as well, I'll have you know. Hey, so we got a pretty interesting guest on. I think it's only our second female guest ever. We've got Izzy Hall
0: coming on the podcast. It's been a minute. I actually just did a little mini test call with her to make sure the audio quality was good. I wasn't wearing a hat in that call, so I'm sure she'll be surprised (laughs) (laughs) to see me with a hat on. Um, Yeah, to my knowledge, she's been in South Africa for a. year and a bit maybe even maybe even longer and now she is she is um currently doing her mba at usc down in cali which is hella gangster
1: damn dude yes
0: real it's the real deal and uh these folks might be
1: wondering what they're listening to what the fuck are you listening to it's (laughs) best friends catching up the The 2020 special I'm
0: Joe and I'm Mark.
1: Let's go, Is it worth it?
0: Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it and reverse it. It's your primitive, it's why I need It's your primitive, it's why I need If you got a big, hit, let me search it to find out how hard I gotta work. Yeah. It. It's your primitive, it's why I need It's your primitive, it's why I need I like to get to know ya so I can show ya. No, really bring the, the heat. heat. Yeah.
1: Do I say the sponsor? Yeah, dude, you can do it if you want. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do Pelican this time. Okay. This amazing, beautiful, wonderful episode with our dear friend Izzy Hall is brought to you by the Pelican Fish Market and Grill, Ottawa's premier seafood eatery and delicatessen. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's uh it's our buddy's place a family joint it's absolutely amazing we're not just saying this because we know the guy and uh it's a seafood market it's a restaurant it's everything you need they were just featured on diners drive-ins and dives and they're ottawa's number one rated seafood restaurant go in there tell them you listen to the podcast and claim your ten dollar coupon ten dollars off
0: drip drip this episode of Best Friends Catching Up is also brought to you by ca. That's the handle online, the HTML, as some coders might say. Uh, it is, I don't know if you know, but my last name is Charette. You might be thinking, oh, I wonder if they're related. Yeah, they are. It's my brother. He's also been an ep- a guest on the episode. He is an investment advisor working under the umbrella of Scotia McLeod and under the tutelage of my wise sage of a father, Frank Charette. Um, passed down all of his knowledge and, and uh, Alex has grown some of his, his own as well and uh, you'll be in fine mm-hmm. hands. Just look up charettegroup.ca for all your investment needs. With gravy, that's tasty. Without further ado, we've got a dope interview for you. The fire-spitting, stank-face-making, wonderful human being, Izzy Hall. Here we are.
1: Hi-ya.
2: memo to be wearing a hat right
0: now yeah we thought <laughs> we'd see how you reacted i i came yeah. online and joe was just had his hat on too so i just, I just well, naturally had to go get one got a new
1: sombrero
2: <laughs> oh I'm looking very fly i feel like i need a hat now well i guess i can't wear one with these ghetto headphones so
1: <laughs> yeah Damn, pretty... izzy do you have like professional lighting over there what's going on <laughs> also... nope <laughs> Also,
0: I like a prof- yeah, like a professional studio too. You could be mixing some pretty good tracks with those headphones.
2: <laughs> I know. I actually wear these running because I listen to DMX when I run, and I feel like they add to the look, you know, and yes.
0: the
2: aggressive feel. So
0: that's some good. That's some. What's your mind state like when you're running? You must be like kind of like, grinning your teeth a little bit and being like, let's go. Yeah, I
2: always have, like, a mean mug on, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, you have one of the best mean no mugs ever. No with me. I remember your, like, mean mug when you would, like, dan- be dancing and stuff. Oh you would God. make such a stank mm-hmm. face. It was awesome.
2: I know. I can't dance without making a face.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's like a perpetual, like, who just farted.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is the face. Oh, it's my God. It's a bit of a
1: confused look, too. It's almost, yeah, uh... Okay. I'm like- stanky, but I don't <laughs> even know why.
2: <laughs> oh man, how are you guys? Last time I saw you was in Whistler.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. That was like what, like two or three years ago.
2: More than that, I think. Yeah, is. four years ago.
0: Holy smokes! Yeah, we're um we're doing well. I'm still in Whistler, just okay. uh, yeah. Yeah. Still I'm the... still in
1: Kingston. We pretty much haven't uh, evolved <laughs> <laughs> Nothing Nothing's changed. Just a little bit older. <laughs> I'm actually in a renaissance. I'm really looking forward to uh, Frost Week. I might uh, go to a couple keggers. Push my way into the front.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, you're like man. you're like uh, Frank the Tank from old school. Oh my <laughs> dude! God. You could just imagine if you just slipped back into that sort of life. <laughs> oh no I'm actually uh
2: five year next year so I'll be seeing you in Kingston probably
0: yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think we've missed I
1: think we've been back to every single one oh, yeah.
2: Not <laughs> if, if the
1: four year done. is anything to say about it then the five year is gonna be dope yeah, <laughs> yeah we've been holding
0: yeah. it down for the for the time being what's uh what's I was telling Joe a little bit before the podcast um what's new with you you were were you in like South Africa for for a while, yeah. right?
2: Yeah. So um January twenty twenty, I moved yeah. to Cape Town, South Africa. Um, left behind my banking job. Twenty
0: twenty nineteen. Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen, I think you said twenty twenty, but
2: did
0: I... I, I? I can edit that out, don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> Not even twenty
2: twenty yet. Um but yeah, moved to work for a social enterprise called She Leads Africa. Which was awesome. I'm so happy because now I'm totally in the social impact space, left behind financial services and a decent paycheck forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, huh. But yeah, I lived in Cape Town but did a lot of traveling while I was over there. I visited seven different African countries. Um, then I moved to Kenya for a bit for another job and now I'm in LA. So That's I call wow. myself I call myself Mrs. Worldwide.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listening to DMX and... Uh... <laughs> crushing that world travel saving the world what what
0: (laughs) was the uh like what was the nature of the uh was it like an NGO you worked for there or no so
2: actually a lot of people are having a hard time or the concept of social enterprise I feel like hasn't really been understood yet like I say I'm doing a master's of social entrepreneurship at USC now in LA and everyone when I say that, it's like, oh, so you're like studying social media to become an influencer? <laughs> <laughs> Neil,
0: <laughs> not even sort of,
2: <laughs> please. Um, so, social enterprise is all about building businesses that are profit-driven but also impact-driven. So, mm. it's like a more sustainable way of making a difference in the world, I guess.
0: It's like um, a more realistic way too. It seems like because it's yeah, yeah it's tough forward. to. You know you have to have some sort of uh, like financial like influence and incentive right. as well, right.
2: And so when I was in Kenya, um the job I was doing, I provided consultation to thirty five different nonprofits. And every single one of them cited the biggest challenge for them is funding, because they're reliant on donors that aren't always continuous. And sometimes donors can be restrictive. So they'll say, like, you can have this money, but you can only use it for these things. So these organizations aren't really able to be adaptive to the communities they're serving, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's actually interesting, because with this whole Me Too movement, um, there's been a lot of funding for girls empowerment programs in Kenya. And as a result, There's almost this shift now where boys are falling behind. They're falling um, into crime. So in my opinion, the way forward is social enterprise. So anyways, long story long, (laughs) Uh, the social enterprise I worked for in south africa is um it's called she leads africa and they're focused on enhancing the leadership potential of african women so they have accelerator programs for entrepreneurs they have a whole um website where they house a bunch of resources like how to give a good pitch deck for investors and resume templates and such so
1: damn
0: that's such like the lord's work yeah that is such
1: (laughs) that just makes me so happy (laughs)
2: yeah it's been really cool so Uh, you went
1: from uh, your banking job yeah cushy paycheck like you mentioned yes and you decide to do this i think it seems by your enthusiasm and like the optimism that you're giving off i think you definitely made the right choice but (laughs) was this like a slow build or was this just like a wake up in the morning and like fuck it i'm moving to cape town or Uh, how did you get to that point Yeah,
2: I think, so I ended up on the, my last job at the bank, I was on the wealth strategy team, which is kind of like the internal consulting team. And I realized that I really loved solving problems, but I wasn't as like passionate about making, like solving problems that ultimately made the rich richer. (laughs) Um, So I always enjoyed community. So I I don't know, I just hit a point where I was like, I'm young and I feel like maybe I should see if community slash social impact work could be a full-time career versus just a hobby. Um, and I hadn't... So I went straight to the bank after university, so I hadn't really done a b- bunch of travel like a bunch of our friends did. So I was like, you know what? beg it. I'm going to do it. Um, a lot of people thought I was kind of nuts because the pay at She Leads Africa was 6% of my banking salary. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my, my annual salary <laughs> 2018 was $4,000. <laughs> oh. um, but, um, and on top of that, this was, I don't know if you guys... Followed the news at the time, but this was a month before Cape Town was supposed to
0: run, run out of water. water. <laughs> Fuck, I remember that.
2: Like there was going to be. Remember a seeing Euro. that in the
0: news? Yeah, they yeah. were just running out of water.
2: <laughs> yeah, the first major city to run out of water, and so basically, if they were to run out of water, they didn't in the end. But um, I would have had to line up for my portion of water every day. So, and you know, it could have been. Absolutely hectic. So my mom particularly was like, please don't go.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, you're crazy. But honestly, best decision I've ever made. Like 2018, not 2020, <laughs> was by far the best year of my life. Like I just saw so much. That's
0: so awesome.
2: Connected with like a sense of personal purpose. And now I'm on a road that I'm really excited about, even though that's I'm awesome. poor. <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's Yeah, that's pretty incredible though. Man, I bet you'll look back on like – like, you're, like – yeah, you'll look back on that year and that decision you made with such, like, pride. and Yeah. yeah I'm sure you'll be so – like, yeah, the longer time goes on, I'm sure you'll just – I'm sure it'll mean, like, more and more to you, and you'll be so stoked that you did it.
2: Yeah. And, and, I you, think, and you already
0: are. You do yeah. already seem
2: stoked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, smiling always. No, yeah. it's funny, though, because, you know – a lot of people say find a job that you love. And like considering how little money I was making, I, I've i never been happier. You know, yeah. and it's like just finding like getting excited to go to work every day and feeling like you're
0: contributing to something greater than yourself is pretty. That's yeah. empowering stuff. Yo. Yeah. Because yeah, then it doesn't doesn't feel like you're working and like you're it's not doing like, it for yourself.
1: Of... You're not doing it for like that paycheck. Oh, I might make uh, $50 more on my paycheck next year. <laughs> yeah. to get that raise. Right. So, yeah. It's uh, it's something more, and like genuinely, people need you. You know that yeah. must feel that must feel good. You're making yeah. such a impact.
2: Yeah, it's so, like a, it's a different different kind of compensation, I guess. You know, it's just like self fulfillment oh, or
1: something.
0: My God. Oh, I love geez. that. I love that. Ooh. So you're like, yo, you could get you got it figured out, Izzy. It's that's so fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's been it's been cool. It's been a cool couple of
0: years for sure. That's wicked. So what's uh? Okay, I got a question I, I've been like often on social media for a while but I saw this yeah. video of you spitting fire in oh a my boot. God. how <laughs> sick was that I was okay Joe what yeah what so, were you, were have you singing were you singing like so. this <laughs> might be a reason to get it because a, a video came across of is he was just in some like recording studio in South Africa, right? Ooh, and you were just spinning, ripping, firing, yeah, to what was a remix to Ignition, I think. No, no,
2: um, "Hot in Here" by Nelly. Oh, right. Um, okay. <laughs> so I can give you the background to that. So, one of the nonprofits I provided a consultation to is focused on giving slum kids or kids who are living in slums um, an opportunity to voice their struggles through song or rap. Um, wow. And then they often, like, some of these kids are super talented, and they'll produce their tracks and try and sell them so that they can have some sort of, you know, revenue stream as well. Yeah. Anyway, so part of the process in these consultations is I get a tour of the organization, so they take me into the studio. I got to listen to some of the most amazing rap um, out of the slums. in Ken- This is in Kenya. Yeah. And the whole time I'm thinking, like, I hope they ask me if I want to try it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like little Izzy since like maybe I was ten years old. I was like I w- I wanted to be Missy Elliott, right? So recording <laughs> rap to me was just like so exciting. Yeah um but anyways we're leave we're starting to leave the studio and i'm panicking i'm like oh no
0: we're not
2: gonna have to, like, i have to ask and then as she's opening the door she turns around and she's like wait like did you want to give it a try and i was like yes yes i'm here yes. Ellie. let's go
1: pulls out her own mic like puts a band-aid on her uh, cheek and yeah puts a bed band- yeah
0: puts a bandana on like slinks her jeans down <laughs> oh my god yeah.
2: Oh, a tear
1: basketball suit, just like <laughs> yeah. full Missy Elliott gear underneath. Yeah. Oh, I'm ready.
2: Um, but it was so fun. Like, you guys know, I think you guys were trying to get me to freestyle a bunch when you we were in Whistler. I cannot freestyle to save my life, but I can rap along to songs, particularly like Nellie Houghton here. I've been yeah. bumping that track for, for years.
1: That's your holy grail. You yeah, probably put is. in some of your best uh, 5Ks to uh, <laughs> Nellie Houghton here, DMX. Uh,
2: know it, know it. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Well, Izzy, I, I'm sure you don't need to tell us that what you did is very brave, but <laughs> it is very brave to take such a leap. And I mean, with all the there's always a reason. I'm finding out more and more as I get older. There's always a reason not to do something. Yeah. And these it, yeah. reasons become more and more compelling, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh was there ever any point in the first week, the first month or even down the road where you were like, what am I doing? Like I, you know, did, did you ever have like those second thoughts? I would imagine that.
2: Honestly, no. Um, I, I think like now it definitely hurts to be in debt a bit. <laughs> so you're like, uh, but honestly the entire year, I think a huge part of it though is Cape town lifestyle wise is incredible. And it just, it totally fit with something I've realized or what I value in a lifestyle in terms of having that city life where you have good job opportunities as well as restaurants, um, nightlife. But then I was surrounded like in my backyard, I were mountains, you know? And Mm. so I was like surfing and hiking every day as well as having this really cool city life. So, um, I just loved my lifestyle there So I think that was huge. Whereas if I didn't really like the lifestyle, maybe I would have been like, what am I doing? I'm not, you know, but, and then as I said too, five days a week, I was working on a job that I was super passionate about. And it was a startup social enterprise as well. So I had a lot more ability to take on like leadership in my projects and really like drive transformation, even within the organization. So I honestly had zero regrets. Um, it was, as I said, like best, best year of my life, just like, I think too taking a huge risk and moving so I moved to a city I didn't know anyone when I moved there
0: yeah Um, like before were you like a little were you a little nervous before and then once you got there you were it's you were just sort of like it just sort of washed away I guess yeah, yeah yeah
2: and I think um I was fortunate to like push myself or have the confidence to try and, you know, make new friends. And so I, I just think taking a huge risk like that and being uncomfortable is huge for personal development. Like mm. I, I actually even noticed in my master's program this year. So at Queen's Commerce, when I'd have to present, I was so nervous and shy and it was like this huge stressor. Yeah. Um, and now in my master's program, I get called to the front to present and it's, it's easy, you know, mm. and I think a huge part of that is the personal development I've had yeah. in working oh, yeah. for a startup in a, in an uncomfortable uncom- Place or unfamiliar place for
0: me,
2: you know. Uh huh. So, no rag rats.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, you're like this one time I was getting pretty thirsty and uh, <laughs> the old shop, the old shop down the street ran out of water. Did it just rain or something? Like, what happened?
2: No. So, um, I they're went like, to... oh,
0: look at this lake over here.
2: <laughs> yeah, how did we miss you're, that? You're on a
0: hike. You're like, hey guys. Uh...
2: <laughs> yeah. By the way, um, no, um, so. It was actually interesting because I went to an Airbnb, I went to Airbnb's travel summit in Africa, and the head of tourism in South Africa spoke about um, how they had this huge struggle with what to do in this situation because they wanted to create this urgency in the city to get people to be conservative with water, but they didn't want to um, detour tourists because it was a huge driver of the economy. Um, Mm -hmm. So they decided on day zero, like this huge dramatic, like, this is Ugh. april i think it was like april 15th or something will be day zero if you don't you know be thoughtful about your water usage now um so luckily that really did rally people locally and they were able to manage the water levels but um it definitely they they underestimated how much international media would pick up day zero right people obviously love, it's like
0: yeah, a huge love dramatic that.
2: thing and sounds um, like
0: zombie-esque, too. It sounds exactly. just sort of, like, apocalyptic. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. People, people <laughs>
0: really love that shit. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, so it definitely affected the affected the tourism. But in living there, basically, you just have to, like, not really flush the toilet unless you need to. Your showers are, like, you turn the tap on, wet your hair, turn the tap off. Um, mm. You collect the, the water from the shower and use that water to, like, clean the floors and stuff. So it definitely um, – I remember, actually, my first day there. Um, I asked, I went to a restaurant and asked for tap water, oh. and the guy looked at me like seriously, <laughs> <laughs> "You really want to do this to us right now?" And I'm like, oh, no, no, I'll take bottled water." Like, you know, <laughs> um, so definitely. <laughs> like like uh, you.
0: yeah, I took a, <laughs> like I took a little bit of a pay cut coming here. I can't really yeah. afford the bottled <laughs> water.
1: Thanks. You were right on board after that, though. You dropped a couple rabbit pellets. Oh, yeah. those don't look so bad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And I always say to people, I do the opposite of what rappers did. You know, instead of going rags to riches, I went riches to rags.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, your, exactly. your like, origin story. Yeah, rap counterculture. Honestly, yeah. I, I'm I'm surprised they let you spit hot fire down there during such a <laughs> uh, drought-like condition. Well.
2: Oh my gosh. But, uh,
1: so you start in South Africa, yeah. and then you end up in Kenya. Yeah. What are like some differences, similar similarities? What were things that really stood out? Uh, was it a big change or was it kind of business as usual?
2: Yeah, good question. So I, South Africa, particularly Cape Town, is kind of like Europe in Africa. Like it's very um Cape Town is very developed. There are a lot of Europeans there. Um, what I found actually really challenging in the beginning and, and throughout, but, you know, you get used to these kind of things, is Toronto is such a an multicultural and integrated city. And because of apartheid, Cape Town mm. is still very segregated. Yeah, And there's a lot of racism, which is something that I wasn't really used to. Um, so that was definitely tough um, to sort of not accept, but be surrounded by.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: and Cape Town is much sorry in Kenya um I was primarily in Nairobi and it's not really like that it's quite integrated and there are a lot of internationals and so um that was definitely a stark difference um and Cape Town is much more as I said you're like like Europe like like lots of wine and fancy restaurants whereas Nairobi you feel more um in the culture you know it's much more sort of what you'd imagine african would be versus european um so i liked both for i loved both countries for different reasons um but my favorite african country was actually rwanda um which like immediately when i told my mom i was going there she was like are you kidding me because everyone thinks of the genocide yeah yeah instantly you You...
0: just hear rwanda and you think genocide that was like the word that came into my mind yeah yeah
2: Um, but since then there's been like, everyone has come together really, and really focused on keeping the peace. And it's, it's such a beautiful country. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt safer there than I did in South Africa. Um, so definitely recommend hitting up Rwanda.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. And I, I feel like I can echo that sentiment. Mark, when we were traveling in South America, sometimes it was like the smaller, I don't know more rural more community feeling places that felt the safest yeah
0: mm-hmm. where
1: you where there is the least infrastructure and there's like yeah. the least amount like we would go to like the bigger cities and you're like oh man like there's there's a lot of great people here but it's just like there's also some not like i don't know yeah. i yeah. stay away from that guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't right go ahead. down that
0: street and it was sort of the same thing when we went to Colombia as well with, like, some, uh, like, your mom's reaction to Rwanda. I think um, since our parents and older people lived through that, like, when I, we told them they were going to Colombia, some, some of my parents' friends, sort of their face went, like, because it yes. used to be the most dangerous place in the world, right. like, 25 years ago. But yeah. now it's, like, it like, like much in Rwanda, they've tried so hard to... Uh, yeah, like, clean things up, and and it's not as, uh, yeah, like, it's not like the Wild West. I'm sure everyone's seen Narcos.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, it's funny, though, because I think one thing I'm working on in my program is building up this business um, that's aimed at changing the narrative around travel to Africa, because I think we... Traditionally, I've been fed images of Africa that are like, you know, the continent is wrought with poverty and disease and corruption and crime. And in traveling to seven different countries, you just there's such a diversity of landscape Mm. and experience and culture. You know, I think a lot of people I think a lot of people think Africa is a country for one, you know, so (laughs) I think people miss that they're like these little pockets of the continent that are very different um, and exciting and interesting. And so part of my school project I interviewed a bunch of USC students to be to sort of show how people have a misconception of the continent and so did I asked Jimmy them the Kim- name
0: did you Jimmy Kimmel them <laughs> exactly
2: like, point <laughs>
0: out uh, Rwanda they're like going uh, yeah, yeah. into Argentina you're like
2: okay. <laughs> yeah exactly what I did but uh, one, one of the questions was name three countries in Africa in under five seconds and this one guy said Wakanda
1: <laughs> it was so. Oh my it was god! Like,
2: you have to be kidding me. Um, but anyways, it's yeah. I definitely want to. I think a lot of people have actually said to me through following me on social media that I've inspired them to travel to Africa because they've seen nice. like, a lot of the beauty um, or you know interesting experiences that are over there, and I'd like to continue to encourage people to travel over there because African countries aren't really top of mind when you when you think you want to go no. on a vacation, yeah. you know.
0: But I feel like, too, with going – like, traveling, vacationing, and holidays, it's – I feel like uh, spots that maybe were sweet 20 years ago, not to use, like, a saying, but like, they're played out. And like, you kind of have to yeah. – you have to kind of push – not not the ba- – yeah, the boundaries, I guess. But, yeah, like, it – yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so, so you're my... – you, what, sorry? Go, yeah, ahead, go ahead, Joe. No, I was just going to ask a little bit about – um you're, so you're, you're making like uh, – what were what, what you doing for your business? I'm curious as to how it works, like how you're incentivizing – or not incentivizing, but uh, getting people yeah. stoked about Africa.
2: Yeah, so I'm, I'm building out an application that I don't want to tell you too much about yet. Yeah, don't – uh...
0: Worldwide, premier.
2: Got to protect the idea a little bit. But um, basically it's a travel application that's seeking to connect people when they're abroad with locals – um, and I'm starting in Africa, so part of launching this would be sort of like an educational component on all that various countries there have to offer from a travel perspective. Oh, nice. um, but the focus is also like on putting the hand, uh, the money in the hands of local people, because currently only five percent of tourism expenditure actually stay like benefits locally, because a lot of people Whoa. book through international travel agencies or, um, you know, stay at global hotel chains, and that money actually gets drawn back to the headquarters which is yeah. often not in these you know economies that need it more
1: oh. i guess you could say fuck yeah is <laughs> he that's, <whoa>. that's such <laughs> a, a good f- car honestly yeah, i i feel like you've got like that is such a good great thing my entire experience and of everywhere i've ever traveled that was seemingly like a not so obvious spot to go i was just amazed at like mm-hmm. the diversity and the culture and the nuances that you can find there and yeah. it's uh, every place has something to offer and like what the one of the biggest continents on the planet obviously has something to offer and it's <laughs> not being utilized yeah. at all yeah like you're i think a lot of people do have that sense of adventure and would want to go see these things it's just it's not on the front of their mind it's also just like it's taking that first step is always the hardest and if you can help like guide them down those first two steps you know crack open that door I think a lot of people will like push right through it and they'll and they'll find those opportunities
2: I think our generation too is generally more interested in kind of doing stuff off the beaten path you know like I feel like we even when we go to like Paris, for example, yeah, you want to see the Eiffel Tower, but you're not, when you get, I feel like most of our friends, when they get to a location, are not looking to check off all the touristy things any longer, you know, whereas our parents, I think, traveled a little bit differently. I think we're looking to get that authentically local experience and really immerse ourselves when we're abroad. And I think Africa really, or like these countries in Africa that I've been to, I've had a lot of really unique and cool experiences through connecting with locals, so um, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. That's why I lo- I'm loving this program I'm in because it's really practical in terms of le- in, in terms of like their uh, approach to learning. In that we're actually building out. I built I built out three different business concepts in three different classes it, using different sort of frameworks and um, ways to problem solve. So it's been it's been really cool. Because for a while I was thinking, oh, maybe I should do my MBA, but I did my undergrad in business at Queens, so um, I'm happy I chose this path instead
0: yeah nice well Izzy uh we don't want to keep we you have to go to meet your boyfriend's parents <laughs> whoa yes. you don't know ner- you don't get nervous oh. for public speaking anymore but you're nervous about this one or what um
2: I don't I don't know I haven't <laughs> no. met a
1: boyfriend
2: in a while so um it's definitely like kind of nerve-wracking but oh is this a whoa.
1: first meeting
2: this is a first I started dating this guy i've been dating going on dates with this guy since september um and now we became official as of a week ago so oh
1: <laughs> nice. congrats
0: was it, a, was it a christmas eve officiality or
1: what
2: no it was before christmas eve actually
0: oh,
1: okay well wow f- what a christmas gift <laughs> just kind of bundle <laughs> that all yeah. up just tie a bow <laughs> on it well, yeah and now you're having dinner with his parents it's, it's beautiful you know people are coming together is he a, he's a local uh Los Angeles where is USC No, he's,
2: it is Los Angeles. <laughs> um, so he went to Queens you guys know him I don't know should I like name drop him right now
1: I mean it's nice up want to you I mean
2: you guys remember Farzine?
0: I don't uh,
2: uh commerce guy he lives in New York but has he came oh, to LA
0: yes I remember Farzine. I uh, do yeah when I lived go, with man. when I lived with all the commerce guys in third year, he would come over from time to time. Like yeah. when I lived with like Ripper and uh, Yonku and those guys. True. Yeah. Yeah. So. Woo! Well, yeah, that's cool. have a good one meeting Karzien's parents. They're gonna. Us. I'm sure they're gonna love you. Yeah. What's not <laughs> yeah. to love? Not You're Aww. gonna be good.
1: You're gonna I miss good. you guys. Yeah, miss you too, yo. Yeah, miss you <laughs> too. I I hope to see you soon.
2: Yeah, I want well, to. you guys will obviously be at the five-year reunion next year, since that's
1: oh, your... Oh, yeah, we'll be... <laughs> yeah, we actually only go on off-years. <laughs> yeah. We're kind yeah. of hipster that way. But... <laughs> if, is there any, uh, like, a group or organization you want to shout out before you leave, or...?
2: um well shout out to she leads africa honestly they're doing great work and they really like did a lot for me too as i said in terms of connecting me with something i'm passionate about and helping me grow as a person and all of that yeah great really (laughs) strong boss ladies working for the organization too so
0: that's
2: pretty cool um but i am coming to whistler i think in feb so if you're there Maybe I'll see you there. Maybe we'll run into each other in a wine store again, you know, liquor store.
0: That was awesome. That was so great. Yeah, for a little backstory on that before we let you go. Me and Joe was living in Whistler for like a month and a half back when he quit his job and just wanted to come out and shred for a bit. Mm. And yeah, we just bumped into you and Emily Kinney just in the liquor store and we're like, Hey, what's up? No, Eesh.
2: that was so great because Kenny and I were ready for our, you know, romantic getaway. But I'm so happy we ran into the two of you because then it turned into like a freaking A bender. three-day
0: <laughs> <bedder>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it oh, was hey, epic. It up? was so much fun. It
0: yeah. Yeah, was a good time. Sweet. Well, give me a shout when you come out here. And uh, okay. yeah, it's been awesome talking to you. Good to see you, yo. Yeah.
2: Thanks for yeah, having me on, guys.
0: It was fun. Oh, before we let we you, could, you go, yeah. um, uh, one of our things is we implore our guests to reach out to a friend that they might have not spoken to in a while. That's the whole like kind of idea oh, behind the pod. I do you, that. uh, to put you on the spot, do you have anyone that, uh, comes to mind that you could give a ring up before 2019 is up? Finished. I don't have much time. <laughs> I have, yeah. have like
2: 24 hours. Um, yeah. One of my good friends in South Africa, I should, I should give a ring. His name is Devin.
0: Do yes, it. Do it. Ring ring it. Devin good, up. You will. You I
1: will. will.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you All so right. much, Izzy, for coming happy on. Year. <laughs> yeah. Same to you. Talk to you later. Ciao.
1: Okay.
0: Bye. 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 Dope on a rope.
1: That was so fucking good.
0: How was that? Is she not impressive or what? Dude. Or Not impressive.
1: impressive. No, You know what I'm impressive. saying. She's super impressive.
0: Wow. Insane. Holy shit. That is. That's, that was that was
1: empowering. That was inspiring stuff. Hey, so folks, uh, <laughs> you just listened to an absolute legend. We met her at school, partied hard, you know. Danced up a storm. Izzy was always a very cheerful person. I would say Izzy is always the type of person you wanted to have around because – she just always made that situation that was already great. She just made it that much better. She was very bright. Like she had she very still bright. does.
0: You can tell just from like talking to her on Skype. She oh, still dude. has just like that like infectious personality that just kind of like warms you up and it makes you smile. Like seeing her smile makes me smile.
1: Dude, like I think it. we did we didn't stop smiling once that entire podcast. No. That was just such a feel-good. So she was so articulate, so passionate it was obvious yeah i don't know it kind of makes me feel like a bit of a like i'm i need to do some more
0: yeah that's good yeah yeah good that like that's an inspiring feeling i'm glad you didn't say like it it makes me feel like a bum (laughs) because i think (laughs) you were about to say that. i don't feel like a bum no okay good good i just i'm glad you didn't yeah no that's good like man for if people have that sort of like effect and that energy on you that's That's pretty rad. That's wicked. Yeah. Take it and harness it and use it to like pad, like to flow into your own momentum, you know?
1: Dude, and speaking of momentum, man, Mark, I've been thinking about like this year. I've been thinking about you. I've been thinking about us. I've been thinking about this podcast and man, I'm so thankful for everything in my life. And I'm so thankful for you, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, the other day, I don't know what it was, but I, I ended up seeing an old photo of us celebrating like with the trophy up in the air in Queens University. I'm like, man, that was such an incredible moment of my life. That was a moment I'll never forget. Side by side with you, hoisting up the trophy, celebrating. And it's almost like it's been six or seven years or whatever since it's happened. And I'm not saying that I've forgotten it, but it's like seeing that picture again brought such a rush of memory back to me. And such a rush of nostalgia and just pure joy and like the fact that i was able to share that with you and that we're still so close and that we're still doing this podcast together it just makes me so happy i'm the the luckiest man on the planet because of the people i have around me my family my friends especially you and emil like the best friends anyone could ever ask for and my girlfriend nikki is off the wall she's so freaking amazing you know, and it's just like the new decades coming in and I'm taking account of all these things in my life and we got great friends like Izzy we can just pick up with and talk to and she's doing amazing things, you know. Life's good. There's so much positivity out there and optimism out there and I'm just – I'm feeling it all, man. I'm riding a momentum boulder right now. Oh,
0: ho, ho. dude, just rolling down a mountain of momentum. Dude, well, thanks, man. That was well said. Dude, that was – uh yeah, dude. I I appreciate you and Emil and just all the friends and like family. That, that that's like the glue. That, that that's like the main building blocks of life. Like all the other stuff that comes in is just sort of, it's it's nice, but it can only be appreciated if you're truly happy. And like happiness starts with like friends and family and the people that are close to you. So I I uh, I echo the exact same things that you said. Um. Yeah. I'm in a I'm in a really good place too. Like at the end of, at the end of this year, like it's especially compared to last year, like I was a little bit, uh, I don't know. I was just, a—I was just searching. I was searching and I was kind of just trying to be everyone's friend and I wasn't really like, I wasn't really, uh, I wasn't devoting enough like time or energy to myself or the pe- or like my good friends in my life, like, like mm-hmm. Chris, Ryan, and like some other close friends of mine out here. And I was just sort of, yeah, I just wasn't really dialed in. And I'm, I'm in a much better place this, this year, this time around, like compared to a year ago. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in a really, really good spot too. And I'm, I'm just happy to have like friends and really close friends like you, Emil, Chris, Ryan, and a bunch yeah. of other people out here in Whistler that, that like I care about and I know that care about me because that's, that's honestly, that's so important. We to, love know, you, to know yeah to know that like you can have like uh that you can care so strongly about some people and know that the feelings are reciprocated is that's like empowering if you just they like, think about it
1: something I I heard or read recently and it really stuck with me and as I'm becoming more and more busy at work I think that's probably why it stuck with me so much I still want to work hard and I, I I really enjoy what I do and I want to keep working hard to, to achieve like and just show the best possible me I can. But I read something where there, nowadays with everything so fast paced, there's this like such a pervasive artificial urgency is what I'll call it. Everything has a deadline. Like if everything's important, then nothing's important. You know, if every day there's this new thing like it needs to get done, I need to like, you know, this is such a big deadline. This is uh, like, you know, I'm not saying these things aren't important, but when everything starts to become like that, then then what's really going on? Like if I think it's important to to work hard and and take care of yourself and do all those things but it's it's also important to sometimes be able to take a step back and say is this really if this doesn't get done until tomorrow is this really like a, such a game changing thing to be able to take a step back and see what's really important and be able to give yourself a bit of time for the things that are really going to lead to your happiness mm. and to taking care of yourself but also the people around you just like you said spending spending that time with those really close friends yeah exactly and I'm also, I want to just put it out there, I'm starting a fucking diet, guys. Oh, <laughs> Joe's starting a diet. New Year's. New Year's. I'm, well, I already started today. Today is Monday. Um, today is 2019, Dude, December 30th.
0: That, you're starting in the holidays? That's so apropos. No, the holidays
1: are over, man. No, And I'm not going out for New Year's Eve. Wow. Because we're just in Kingston. I've already, man, I've already been I'm... boozing like an animal this whole week. I'm like, I'm sweating out cognac, man. That's gangster, dude. That's a rap. Gangster.
0: That's a rap line.
1: <sighs> Sweating out Chardonnay, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm starting. I'm putting it out there. I'm and I'm doing it with my brother. We're gonna do it together. That's We're sick. Keep each it's other nice somebody. And...
0: Yeah, it's nice doing it with someone because you'll have someone to kind of keep you going, dude. You'll man, you you're a very strong guy. If you you'll get like. It'll be, like, like, what's it? Do you have, like, a target or anything? Like, how much like yeah. weight you want to so lose or how I'm, you want to look? Yeah,
1: I want to I get everything out in public right now. Dude, I I, out. I weigh 245 pounds right now. Probably, like, 248, actually. A lean and I 248. I don't want to see a 2 followed by a 5 ever in my life. Nice. So oh, you're on the I'm break. going to, I'm on the break, but <laughs> if I eat, if I eat a fucking bowl of cereal this morning, I might bust my britches, but, uh, my goal is 215. So Dude. we'll just call it, we'll call it 30 pounds.
0: What did you and, weigh? And, um, like, just so I can what get did an I idea weigh of what prime, that, no, like, like when you, when days. me, you and Michael, so were going to the gym a lot in third, in summer of third year when you lived in Ottawa and I was in good shape.
1: Yeah. Uh, probably, like, 215. Oh, dude.
0: You're gonna... You're gonna get it, I believe. Dude, you I'm gonna jacked. get it. I'm, you, you were stacked. So... You're dude. just, like, a big-boned human. Like, you're just...
1: You're just sort of, like, a... Mm. Like a Yeti. Mm. I can't fucking wait, man. I'm, like, so... I just feel so good about it. And I think the thing is... I'm <sighs> doing it for myself. Don't get me wrong. I bought yeah. this. But like, my brother... He's in the exact same position as me, and I've kind of like yo-yoed up and down, but my and so is my brother. But my brother has not gotten like below two thirty in a really long time, mm. and he needs me. You guys so I'm need not each other. Let, yeah, yeah, feed. we need each other, and I'm not going to let him down. That is the feed. I want to put it out in the airwaves, so it's the every time we do a podcast, I'm going to let you guys know how I'm doing. Dude, can we have a little Joe weight tracker? Yeah.
0: Dude, let's yeah. do it. Buy a scale. Okay, this is December 29th, ninth, two forty eight, two pounds away from a two from a yeah from a, co- from a, co-
1: from a quarter ton. Dude, oh my! <laughs> hey, you see that fucking guy over there? He's a quarter tonner. Yeah, if I recall, the click click, I think he's a quarter ton. <laughs> oh, if you eat that quarter pounder, buddy, you're gonna be going over the quarter ton.
0: Last time I saw a quarter tonne, I was about round to bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was getting ready to go down to the bayou. Saw so a quarter tonne right That's there on awesome. the side of the road.
0: Man, well I'm sort of I'm thinking of uh getting I've been just eating a ton over the holidays. Not like drinking a lot, but uh eating a ton and I'm really just gonna plow through to New Year's and then in New Year's I'm gonna start to like eat kinda well. But uh, I had a delicious burger last night. Dude, I almost like broke my front tooth on a burger. I had this massive burger from this like uh, place in Whistler called Splits. And they had like one of those like thick toothpicks in it to like keep it together. And the burger was so big and there were two patties on it. So I was like, okay, I'll keep this toothpick in it for a couple bites. And I bit into it and the toothpick was kind of on an angle. And I just like, but I, I didn't, but it was close. Dude, I shit like that. Like, too. That. like little that mini too. things like that can just turn your life upside down. But luckily, yeah, it but... didn't.
1: Yeah, I know you can get really bummed about your teeth stuff because you've gone through so much bullshit with your teeth. <laughs>
0: remember, um, yeah, remember, when I like, Mark popped used to out have that, like. Uh... Remember when I like popped that Oh yeah, you
1: remember that, eh? Dude, Mark was just like picking his teeth, and he like popped out like a huge filling, and then. Before that, he had uh, fake no, teeth, and no he still teeth. has fake teeth, and he had no and, teeth, and <laughs> <laughs> he had, like, braces on his ass. I don't know. The guy is, uh, yeah, the guys, braces lot- on you his look butt. great now, though, man. Your teeth look phenomenal. I'm getting a pretty Yo, pretty- you know what story...
0: Oh, my God. You know what story came up at uh, dinner the other day? I had Chris Ryan and our friend Fred over for dinner. The story of wood tooth. Nigilagudy.
1: <laughs> oh wow. Do, do you remember that? No, man. Dude. I do I do, but I need Rugby a be formal. Oh wood tooth. Wood tooth in the eighth so, estate. Yeah, Mark. Oh I mean I can let you tell it, but I think I do actually have a pretty good third okay. person view. We'll do some we'll we'll kind of recount it's not much of a long story. It's just Mark uh, ate, like, I don't know what he ate. I like f- okay, I figured, I figured it out. I figured it out. There was gummy bears okay, or...
0: rugby formal. We were going to the pre-drink at 301 Earl. And on the way over, I just grabbed myself a sour key from Bedore's, which was the candy <laughs> store right across the street from us. I grabbed a sour key because I like candy. So I ate the sour key on the walk over. <laughs> Really anticipating the night. This was gonna be an awesome night.
1: Big night, you need that. energy. Maybe a little
0: bit too much anticipation. Yeah, you probably have as had you will, a as you will see. And I eat the sour key, show up to 301, and the first drink I had was uh some red sangria. And I think the sour key kinda coated yeah, my sticky. teeth. It coated my teeth in a in a way that doesn't really that bonds very well with red sangria. And I drank a glass of red sangria, and nobody told me shit. But uh, a fucking a Facebook album comes out the next day. Okay, oh I'll, I'll do God. a little. I'll do a little like uh, sidebar here. I had a little bit too much to drink at rugby formal and sort of made a fool of myself in front of my date and my friends and everyone else's date. And uh, I was, mm-hmm. yeah, so. That's the little sidebar. So you sort of you wake up and you're like, ooh, you kinda feel a little bit bad. You're like, okay, maybe it'll be a couple good pictures of me at this pre drink to sort of save the save it for myself. Boom. Facebook album goes live and I literally have wooden teeth. It looks like I took a bite out of a shit sandwich. (laughs)
1: yeah they're not red like you would think with the sangria somehow like the the red and then the natural color of the teeth made them like this like a deep earthy brown (laughs) you know like 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 a mahogany it oh oh. it looked like he had lost his two front jibs in like 1461 and they just shoved a couple mahogany (laughs) wedges up there
0: it looked like it oh my god it yeah oh it looked like a pirate I looked like a pirate. The other, a that,
1: the other thing that was just so unnerving about that picture that you don't even really notice at first is you're walking in and you're beside two other guys and everyone's dressed in the nines. Everyone's looking good. Like in terms of your suit and all that, you look great. Um, so there's a lot of like uh, really good right beside it to kind of offset. But also you're walking with your own. Arm and leg on the same side were swinging at the same time. Like, you weren't yeah. offsetting your arm swing. So it just looked super weird. You had your, like, leg and arm out in front of you. It's a new walk I was trying out. I don't know. Like, yeah, if you <laughs> – it's, like, the easiest way to tell... – <laughs> you just look drunk even though your eyes yeah, were droopy. was freaking hammered. <laughs> oh, well, man. That's that's neither here nor there. It gave us uh, some good laughs and – yeah. And I'm some glad great, we have some I think, great I think pictures too. on that nugget. Well, folks, uh, we wanted to thank you for all the time we've spent together. This uh, podcast started all the way back in 2018 and it's going to be in a day. Who knows when you're listening to this thing, it's going to be 2020 and I'm super stoked. As you just heard, Mark, super stoked. His teeth are looking white. My teeth are and white. They're so white, Mark. And, e. uh, Hopefully we just want to thank you for your continued listening. And we want to wish you a great year. And I hope you go after all your goals. And you take that brave leap. And let Izzy Hall lead the way. Preach. Oh,
0: preach. Dope on a rope. That was well said. Folks, it's been a real slice. I hope 2020 and the next decade... We're, into, we're back into the roaring 20s, baby. I hope it, I hope it just really... It really just tickles your goose and puckers you up. Rate, comment, subscribe won't Go.
1: Yeah. Go downtown and eat it like
0: a chop. Oh. See my hips, big hips, so chai. See my butt and my lips, don't try Lost oh. a few pounds in my waist, go yeah. Oh. This the kind of beat that go ba ra-ta-ta. oh. ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. Oh. Sex me so good, I say blah, blah, blah. Oh. Work it. Oh. I need a glass of water. Oh. Boy, your oh boy, it's good to know ya. Is it worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. It's your